Welcome to Bold Ambition Podcast. I'm Ingrid. And I'm Nettie. And we're two passionate Latinas conversing with bold, ambitious voices who are making waves in the world. Every week, we dig into the knowledge of community builders, experts, and thought leaders that equip us to make an impact. Okay, enough talk. Come take action with us. Welcome to episode three, Bold Ambition Podcast. It's me, Nettie. And I'm Ingrid. This week, we got to sit down with three exceptional women who are experts in community building. Nettie and I have been in Austin for a few years now. We have had the privilege to be a part of different communities within our own community. So we got to get an inside look on what it means to be a community builder, specifically for females. It was so amazing to speak to these leaders. I mean, we got to ask them questions and really pick their brain about how they're making a difference, again, within our community. Not to sound like a broken record, but honestly, that's what we wanted to do, to highlight the work they're doing and honor them. This week's guests are Valeria Riveron, president of Texas Darlins, Madison Bynum, founder of Between the Covers Book Club, and last but not least, Marcela De Stefano, the founder of Facebook group Mexicanas in Austin. Okay, are y'all ready? Let's do this. So today we also have Valeria Riveron, who is actually a friend of mine from years ago when we joined Texas Darlins, which is a University of Texas spirit group. Val, you will be able to tell us all about it, but I'm so happy to be chatting with you today. I was personally a part of Darlins, like I mentioned. Val and I started in the same class. Now she's president. She became president early fall 2021, so she's going to be here to tell us all about sisterhood, values, the mission behind Darlins, all of that great stuff. Hi, everyone. My name is Valeria Riveron. I am a senior at University of Texas at Austin. Like Ingrid said, I am now the president of Texas Darlings. It's a group of girls. We have different pillars. Our main one is sisterhood, of course, and it's composed of around maybe 90 to 120 at most girls every year. And so we definitely support the university and try to go to events with them as a big group. But overall, we just want to be a smaller community for girls at the university. So, you know, you have a support system, girls that are maybe going through similar experiences as you or girls that are going through very different experiences as you that you can learn from or get to meet new people that are just diverse and unique that maybe wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet otherwise. And just build connections that honestly, I feel like would last you a lifetime. I love it. I remember when I... I joined because I didn't feel like I had a place on campus. I felt like I had a few friends here and there, but I didn't have like a solid group that I could count on. What were your motivations for joining the group when you were a freshman? I did not even know spirit groups were a thing. I am from Mexico. I grew up going to high school in the United States, but my vision or what I thought university in the United States was was a very different. So. I just thought, oh my God, I'm going to join a sorority, like very much based off of movies and TV. So that was my original plan. But again, I fully was just naive on the whole area. So whenever I did show my interest into that, I realized it wasn't really something I wanted to jump into right before I even started college and had no idea what college was going to be like, moving to a whole different state, a huge city when I come from like a smaller town in Mexico. I was like, okay, let me just focus on school. Let me do different things. And that's when I came across spirit groups my first semester. 
even then I went to like events for certain groups or like information sessions and I still was kind of like clueless in a way but I knew I needed to find somewhere that I just could grow as a person and meet other people because I came from a very very small high school my graduating class was 21 people so no one else from my high school had was here in Austin or like near me that I could just go and hang out and do things that I knew were similar to the things I wanted to do my second semester I was like you know what like I have to find somewhere that I can get stress that isn't school related out and just do different things because I can't just be in Austin and focus on school as important as it is like I need to do fun things or just things I enjoy I remember I had like a whole plan like I'm gonna go to all these different things for all these different groups made a calendar just to like see what groups I was going to go visit and find out stuff for. And it just happened that the first session that I went to was Texas Starlands. And every time I tell someone, like, as soon as I stepped foot on that room, like, I just felt like this is it. This was home. The session finished and girls came up to me. We talked like I had known them for forever. And it just felt so different from, like, other things I'd experienced before. And I felt it in my heart that this was home. So I like, went home, threw it in my calendar. I was like, no, like, I am going to join this group. I don't care whatever may happen, like, however long it may take. Like, this is where I want to be. And one of the things that really called my attention to was how different girls were. Like, everywhere I saw pictures, like, in-person events, everyone was just so unique. And everyone had, like, such a unique story. And that really drew me in. Oh, that is so good. I love hearing your experience and just, I feel like that feeling of you just, it clicks and you go, this feels like home. Those are like the best stories. Ingrid knows this, but I really didn't, I think for me it was completely different. I just went to class and left. So I really didn't get to even explore. I wasn't interested, I think, and I didn't know any better. But you said that you went to different orientations, sessions. In that moment when it clicked, was it because there were, I'm assuming Darlins is very open to having, you know, it's not like a Hispanic group only, right? It's just like any girl can join. So what yeah. do you think was like, maybe one trait or one, I don't know, something special about these girls. Whenever someone has asked me, like, if you could describe a darling in one word, the only word I can ever think of is the word darling. Like, I don't know how to explain. Like I said, I am Mexican, so I do like to be with people that not only are proud of, like, the culture they come from, but, like, can express it and just are open to other cultures. And that was one of the things I really liked. The room was full of color and full of diversity in any way and shape and form you can imagine. It is a sisterhood, and I had never thought I would be like, oh my God, we're sisters. But it truly felt like I had older sisters. And every time we have a new class, it feels like they're my younger sisters. How do you think that Darlins has played a role in your personal development as a woman? What has it taught you about friendships and yourself? specifically? Yeah, I definitely have grown a lot just as Valeria ever since I joined this org. I think a lot of people like, or at least a lot of people I grew up with a similar experience. We went to college being very clueless about what the real world was because we were so sheltered in a way. When I was a baby, obviously I was a freshman, like my first semester in Darlis and I saw like the seniors and I just thought they were like idols and they were killing it at life. They already had like plans for after college or they were acing their tests or they were always doing stuff. 
And I was like, wow, like I'm really only going to class. What am I doing for my future? And I had never like looked at people and, or like people that were so close to the age in me and seen them doing like so many amazing things. So I definitely think violence has given me people I can look up to and not only like look up to connections that I could like use in a way like to grow. I remember girls that would help me write my resume and they were always so willing to just help me do that. So I do think they've helped me grow more like professionally. Girls that are always so open to getting on a call or like meeting up to talk about interviews. I remember people helped us plan our schedules for the future and we're like, maybe you should do this, maybe you could do this and recommend things. I also think it has helped me grow a lot and like to love myself in a way and like to be confident and secure in who I am. Because honestly, like who else am I gonna be? I just have to be myself and accept that and embrace it. Before Darlings and before college, I, I probably would have never wanted to put myself out there to like be a leader in a group of girls or have an officer position or talk to other leaders, talk to other people. And Dallas has given me the opportunity to talk with, I mean, just this past week, I met the president of the university and I'm going to try to grow the connection and relationship we have with the university itself, which before I know, I probably would have been like super scared and would have never wanted to go up to them. Even just like speaking in class, raising my hand, like I don't think I would have been so willing to do such things and put myself so out there and just use my voice as I could. How can girls get involved? What would you say to a girl who's about to enter college and, you know, she's, she's scrambling, she's nervous, she's anxious, she doesn't know how to make friends and how to find community? The first thing I would say is I've been there before and you will get through this. Like, I promise you, it's just a small change. Change always affects you and things will get better. I would probably also say that first you should think really about what you want to do and get settled. I personally recommend getting settled into college first just because you don't want to dive super deep into like, oh, I'm barely learning how to live in a new city, how to do new classes, deal with new professors, having to walk 20 minutes to a different class and like try to make it on time and then adding on like a whole new organization, meeting new people or doing other things. So I would say just get your mind like settled and then once you have that done, it can be your first semester. Some people kill it and they can do it, but just know yourself and how you will handle things and then from there go on. I always tell girls when they come to recruitment, regardless of whether they are super interested in Darlings or not. And as biased as I may be that I want them to stay in Darlings, look into every group that you can, like go to everything you can and open like your eyes and your ears to whatever it may be, because you have to want to be part of a group more than the group wants you to be part of them. Because this is your story and it is your college experience. So just make sure that you feel comfortable in that group, make sure that you feel comfortable enough to be yourself and to feel like people respect and love you the way you are. Because if not, then there's not going to be any growth or any realness, I feel like. In general, like specifics, at least with the University of Texas, there's always things going on on campus. There's so many organizations you can join. There's always like info sessions or events where you get to go meet people. Now that COVID is like kind of slowing down, people are starting to have events in person again, which is something that I really miss, like that personal connection and 
personal experience is just so different and it'll help you again like get to know if you feel like this is your home and where you want to be that is so good oh my gosh i do hope that the girls that are listening to us if they're heading over to ut austin you know maybe this spring to check out darlings yeah val thank you so much that was like super I hope super helpful and also insightful. What do you think it's the biggest influence or the most important thing that keeps keeps a community growing and keeps them together? One of the things that keeps community growing is similarities, but at the same time, differences, which is kind of weird. Like you want to be with people that have similar goals or similar experiences, similar paths that they want to take so they can support you and you can support them and they can give you that small push you want or may need even when you don't want it. But I also think differences are so important because you don't just have to like learn about difference. You have to be open to learning about them. You have to see them. You have to experience different people, like just people that may have a different upbringing, a different culture, a different language, a different anything. I feel like educating ourselves on other people's experiences is so helpful for our growth, just as humans. Darlings is a bigger group. So for me, communication, at least in Darlings, in my position, obviously I have to speak to the whole organization, but I think one of the things I enjoyed the most was how easy it was for me to go to any darling and ask them for help or talk to them about a problem I may have been having or just anything really that was happening in my life and that reciprocity from them, that they were listening to me, that they were willing to help me and hear me out regardless of whatever may have been happening or like any biases that may have, may have had, they were left out the door. Communication is just key to me, like having open ears and just that just openness, like I said before, to hearing and learning about other people. It's just very important because we always knew, like, not only could we have someone here south, but we were also there and we still are also here to listen to anyone that may need anything. But I feel like I could not talk to someone for months and I may call them or text them and it feels like no time has passed. So I think those would be like the things I think keep our community very strong and connected. And I feel like they could also help any community do that as well. Even this is a perfect example where, like, I graduated, what, a year and a half ago? And I, like, text you out of the blue, and you're down to do this this conversation with me. So, like, I think that's, like, a perfect example, and it exemplifies what it means to be part of this community, because you're part of it forever. Thank you for sharing your wisdom as a leader in our community. Thank you so much for having me, and it was so nice meeting you. Hello, Maddie. We're so, so happy to have you here today. Her and I, we met during an internship during college. And, you know, as you would have it, we come back a couple years later and she has this amazing book club. So, Maddie, why don't you tell us a little bit about BTC, about yourself and then about BTC? Hi, everyone. So, so honored and excited to just chat with y'all. Um, a little bit about me. I live in Austin, Texas. I went to the University of Texas. I'm a big believer um, in community and having 
badass women around you and supporting you through life. I am married to my, I mean, what would you call it? Elementary school sweetheart. <laughs> he was my boyfriend in fifth grade. And I'm absolutely obsessed with my dog. So um, his name is Jasper and he's a boxer. So that's a little bit about me, um, about BTC. Actually, three years ago next month, I was really struggling with my current friendships. They were pretty toxic, a lot of drama, a lot of drinking, and it was just exhausting. And I wasn't being fulfilled and felt really lonely and really empty. Also, at the same time, my brother... Uh, struggles with mental illness and addiction and he was contemplating suicide and so those two things were kind of happening in my life and I knew one that I wanted you know genuine loving cheerleader friends that just like cheered you on and I knew too that I wanted to be a light and have this community that people that are struggling whether it is like mental health or I've realize that life is just hard and we all need support and so I wanted to be a light for for other people in in that realm and so that's kind of how BTC was created there was uh, no business plan behind this this was solely to find connection with other people like genuine authentic vulnerable connection there was no oh, I'm going to grow this to be this massive community. Um, but as the story goes, uh, it just snowballed effect. And it just started growing and growing every week. And we were starting to have to start, you know, additional groups to help the support. And then people were reaching out in different cities. And now, three years later, we're almost at 2,000 women all across the nation. We have 50 plus chapters and it's been a pretty magical and rewarding ride. It's so cool. I couldn't believe it. I feel like I jumped in whenever there were just, there were not even a thousand women, I think. No. It, within weeks, right? We reached like it was like week after week, I could see the little um, Instagram announcement. There's a new chapter here, a new chapter there. And I thought, oh my gosh, what is this? <laughs> so Maddie, I know I know from my personal experience why I joined BTC, right? Um, and I'll just tell you a little bit about it. But whenever you posted it on Instagram and seeing if anybody in Austin wanted to join, I thought, oh my God, I've been thinking about joining a book club or having a book club, right? And I thought, well, and I love reading books. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go. But I think I was just a little hesitant too, because I was like, okay, what if they're like no Latinas? Or like, what if they, what if I'm the weird one? Or what if I don't fit in? But I think the moment I showed up, truly, BTC's values were right there. Like those women in that room at Victoria's house, they were like radiating with love and just, you know, friendliness. So why don't you tell our listeners what BTC's values are? At, at the very, let's like go back to the very first meeting. At the very first meeting, I had all these random girls that I didn't know meet at my house I didn't know what I was doing. I'd never done a book club before. And I kind of asked everyone, like, what do y'all want this to be? And we came up with some things that we wanted it to be. And one of those things was inclusivity. 
We wanted everyone to feel welcome. We did not want to say like, no, you can't join our club. We're too full. Like we wanted everyone to feel welcome, no matter what your sexual orientation is, no matter what your race is, no matter if you have a disability or not, like financially, we like did, we wanted to make sure everyone truly felt welcome. And still to this day, we are like living that out. Like we are on Patreon and we're trying to monetize, but it's not required for that sole reason that I don't want someone in a financial situation not to be in BTC. So like still that is like our guiding light of like just always trying to make sure we're as inclusive as possible and um so that's one thing but we do kind of have these main core values that we encourage all members to do their best at sticking to we have encourage encourage the women in your intimate group um we have empathize this is like one of my favorite ones because not only do we encourage empathy in our intimate groups but like i really want to be a giving community and i think our world is lacking um giving community and so i want not only to give financially to other nonprofits, but like to give our time to be of service to empathize with people that are hurting like outside of yourself. And so um, empath empathy is so important and that's probably my, my favorite one. And then we have empower. Yeah, I kind of talked about this, but like life is hard and you quickly realize that when you're starting to meet with 20 something women and you're hearing of like, I lost my job. My dad has cancer. Like you're just like constantly hearing and of things and it puts your life into perspective, but like also empowering and loving them like through the valleys. Um, it gets like really lonely down there when you're in a valley and that is important. And then we also have elevate. Um, so it's all ease, pretty easy to remember, but the last ones elevate. And this is just like, the words that come out of your mouth should be elevating to others. We try and have a no gossip rule and how I define gossip is if like you are actually tearing someone else's someone else down that is not in the group that can like stand up for themselves. And like my group is great at it. I like rarely ever have to tell anyone to like stop gossiping because like I think it's just become the culture of our group. The energy you bring into the group is the energy you'll receive back. And so just like having that elevated energy. I think I've seen that and I've learned that from BTC that, you know, if someone says like, oh my gosh, like you, I, I love I love how loving you are, you know, or, or like the words they choose to describe you or really make you feel special. I think it's contagious because then I can go back and say to maybe the girl that missed book club last week, right? And say, I miss, we miss your book club, you know, like your feedback, your thoughts were missed. Um, and again, it's just like this reactive change or chain, sorry. So that's what I love about BTC. I mean, I love everything. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, is it too late to join? No, it's never too late to join. It is an interesting model of how we grow just because we do cap groups at 20 because 
that very first group I started in Houston was just growing and growing and growing. And then I had like, you know, 40 people meeting in my tiny apartment every Monday and you couldn't even get a word in like you, it was just, it starts to become a little like less intimate when you have so many people and we do citywide socials where all of the Austin groups like will meet and do you know, like a boat party or a happy hour or something like that. So you do get to like meet and mingle across groups, but intimate book club groups are no more than 20-ish people. Um, so because of that, it, it's just logistically, you know, different when you're, when you're setting things up. And so Austin right now has room. Um, not all of our groups are at 20 people. We have four groups in Austin working on opening a fifth. And so, yeah, if you're, if you live in Austin and you want to join, yeah, we totally have room. If you live in any other city, I like would bet that BTC is in your city. We're just everywhere. So if you like go to our website, which is btcbookclub.com, um, there's a join page. You can click that and it has a list of like all of the cities we're in. If you are listening to this, like two things. I think a lot of people get like really nervous to join a group like this and truly most of the women that join don't know each other like that's what's so special about the group like we really and like even Denise can say like our group like we met and we you maybe knew like one other person but that was it you were meeting with strangers and I know that can be like really nerve wracking and you know you you'll probably think about it for a couple of months and be like i don't know i don't know but like i'm here to tell you that i don't know how btc is so blessed to have like the most loving humans on earth but like i can like attest and i've met groups all over the nation i have been and like i've gone to cities and met women we do recharge trips where people all over the nation come and I can attest that these like women are the most loving humans. Like you are in good hands. One last question. What would be a good piece of advice that you would give to all the women listening to us right now? Denise knows this about me. I'm a pretty big self-help book person. <laughs> so when I think of life advice, I'm like, oh my God, I think about all the, you know, life-changing books that I've read. I think the biggest thing is we all have a calling in our heart and it's like deep down in our hearts. And maybe some people already know their calling. Maybe it's already, they've already found it. It's your Dharma, you know, like you, you already found it and you're living it and you know, go you, I'm cheering you on. You're an inspiration, but some people might not know what that calling is and they might feel really lost and like, yeah, like I'm all of a sudden going to cry. <laughs> Just that like, you have a purpose here on earth. Your life is not like meaningless and you are, have value. I, I can go on a complete whole tangent about how you figure out what your dharma is, but I think like right now, like I just would like to say that like you are worthy, you are loved, you are just so patient and kind and you're a strong like girlfriend, wife, sister, daughter, like whatever you are, like 
you have a value and if you just seek out like what that calling is deep in your heart it will reveal itself you just have to have patience and kindness with yourself and silence and journaling sessions but like it will reveal itself and so just anyone out there that feels meaningless i would like to just speak some truth into you that like you're just a thoughtful person and don't be scared to do the work to figure out like what your purpose in life is. That is so beautiful. Thank you, Maddie. I love you. Have a good day. Hello, everybody. We have Marcela Stefano here with us at Bold Ambition. We are talking to her about community. And I'll just give you a little bit about how I heard about Marcela. So one day, my mom tells me there's this great Facebook group that I need to join. And I was like, okay, mom, I really don't care much for Facebook groups. And she goes, no, 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 you need to join this. And the group is called Mexicanas in Austin. So then I go, okay, sure, mom. And Oh my gosh, once I join, of course, there's the questions, right, of why you want to join, be respectful, the rules, and then I join, and I find this amazing group of women. It's a, There are about 2,000 Mexicanas in this group, 2,400, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a huge group, and I have never seen a more friendly and supportive and resourceful group on a social platform. And I just feel like I just want to meet them all. Thank you for you both for inviting me. For me, it was in, it's an honor <laughs> to be here. I never doing this before. It's, it's easy for me to be on the other side, interviewing somebody, but I never for me. My name is Marcela De Stefano, and I'm the creator of Mexicanas in Austin. It's a huge community. Uh, from Mexicanas women living here in this area. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I have three kids, four dogs, almost I've been a grandma. And um, I'm a accounting, public accounting in Mexico is contador público, but I really love uh, public relations. That's why I'm here helping and uh, interacting with a lot of, you know, people. I love it. Thank you so much for being here with us, Marcela. I'm excited to learn more about you and the group. So can you tell us what even motivated you to create this group in the first place? When I moved to United States, I'm uh, having a home daycare because my language is English is not was very good, you know, and I need to activate my careers and everything. And the easy way was watching my nieces and nephews and doing something like that. And I do that for 10 years. After 10 years, I say, no more. <laughs> it's enough. Right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm starting to helping my husband on the business and on the customer service. And we saw uh, announcement on the news, on the TV, about the uh, workshops for uh, business entre- for entrepreneurs. And I said, well, let me go. And there I meet a different persons, but in a specific uh, couple, uh, Mexican, Argentina, and, uh, and I start to, you know, socialize because 
on the 10 years, I was only working, 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 staying in home. And then working for um, helping and even volunteer with a different nonprofit. Uh, create, you know, creating uh, projects and programs, helping the community. That's, that's where I start and helping others here in the United States. Wow. And after that, um, I quit too, and I said, I need to go work. And I started working two years. And then um, I was a part of uh, big groups. This is my umbrella, is the umbrella of my community. The name is Mexicanas en el Mundo. And yes, and we do here in Austin a party, Christmas party. And the creator of that group told me, hey, Marcela, do you want to be an ambassador from Mexicanas in Austin? And I say, hmm, why? Maybe yes. And I decide to open, and they pushing me, hey, you need to open your own group here in Texas and Austin and the surrounding areas. And that's how I start Mexicanas in Austin. But the principal, principal is, is the part to be helper, to help others. And I, you know, like a, thinking about when I come in here to United States and I don't know anybody, I don't speak English very good. And I say, well, people need help. Maybe with this group, with this community, we can help each other and, and start to engagement, you know, and help and volunteer and do stuff that we can help our community. That's how we start. That's amazing. I love it. I love to hear to hear how it came about. And I'm always amazed to hear whenever someone says, oh, I started this project out of this little, not so little idea, but you know, this small encounter or this encounter I had with somebody else and they pushed me to do it. Like, and now look at it. Like you have more than 2000 women in this group. And again, I've just, like you said, you, you just wanted to help, right? And you're like, if I can do something for someone, at least one person, it's totally worth it. And you know something, uh, at the first, <clears throat> when I was uh, volunteering in the nonprofit, I saw the necessity for people to uh, make a community, you know? A lot of um, us are in, in the dark, you know, we don't want to talk with anybody because we don't speak English. We don't want to socialize. We, we are a little scared about that. But I think in uh, this uh, social media open this uh, kind of stuff, you know, it's very easy to find a friend, to have, uh, to meet somebody and, and, and start to doing uh, something. What would you say is the like the number one reason Mexicanas join? Like, I know, I know there's a questionnaire at the beginning before you join the group, like through the Facebook group. Do you keep track of maybe like the main reason women join? Yeah. When I start the community, I just don't, don't want to have something to socialize, you know, to make new friends. Of course, that's one of the reasons, but uh, I, I'm starting to doing something more like, a, okay, we need a mission. We need a vision. We need to think what else we can do. And I say, well, the first thing, of course, is do socialize. 
meet a new friends. But at the end, I say, no, I want to do something more special, something that people can remember or like to be part of my community, you know? And that was uh, our vision. We, we love to do something good for the community. Then can, um, we say in Spanish, we want to do the hard huella de la buena, you know, do something good and people can remember and say, and thinking about, the, I want to be part of that group because they, they are doing something, something good. And we start to doing uh, volunteer services on the community. We went to, for a couple, uh, two or three years, uh, a cooking breakfast for um, Ronald McDonald house on the mornings, everybody brings stuff, we cook in there with, with the pandemic. They asked us to buy some tacos for a you know, restaurant because they need to be sure that everything is okay and, and the people is safe on the house. And we asking, hey, who can donate $10, $5, $1? And yeah, we, we do the, that for all the pandemic year. And um, we helping or we, you know, volunteer with the age of Central Texas is a senior living for um, oldest pe older people that have a, like a, I don't know in English, a schizophrenia, you know, or Alzheimer. And we were there helping and bringing stuff for the person living there. And um, then we, they asked us if we want to volunteer on the marathon and we helping them on the marathon. And then this year we are volunteering, doing, um, helping with the gala. They are going to have a gala in November. We are helping them to, yeah. That's why this is the mission to uh, Mexicanas and Austin, doing something more. So I'm curious, is the group closed to only Mexicans, only Mexicanas? Or what if other Latinas want to join as well? How can they get involved? That's, that's a hard part for me because <laughs> I remember a friend of my husband like a joke and I say, well, are you racist? Uh, how say racism or are you racist? Racist? Uh -huh. I say, no, why? Because your group is only for Mexicana. I say, well, it's a co Facebook community. It's a so, you know, social media. If we have different uh, cultures and different, and I have a lot of friends from Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, and they want to be a part of a group. And I say, I'm sorry, but this is only for Mexicanas. It's hard for me to know if it's exactly every, you know, member of the group is 100% Mexicanas. No, of course not. <laughs> I don't know that. I try. I check in everything. That's why my community is not growing like a 50,000 or something like that because taking time checking everyone then is real person then is uh, mexicana that's why asking where you born or you don't need to exactly born there but maybe you are the second generation or the third generation it's okay no matter we keep only mexicanas because we try to keep our culture there pushing or or everybody to you know don't leave your culture you know, a way like a, no, teach your kids about Mexico, teach your kids about the food, all the, you know, the slang, how we talk or something like that. That is so, it's funny, but it's cute. And I'm just so grateful for you. I just, 
I feel like I love your heart and I love your love for women and helping them and wanting to connect them. And Ingrid will tell you, but I feel like I'm also trying to sometimes try to connect all my Latina friends. And it's like, you know, it's hard because then I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to just say that it's just for Mexicanas because I'm excluding my other friends from other Latin American countries. But this is amazing. I love it. I feel like it's true. You know, the fact that you want to keep the Mexicanas in Austin as a, as a, um, you know, Ingrid will agree with me as a sacred and special uh, group. I love the cultural part that you're mentioning, because at the end of the day, if we don't remind ourselves, like in each other, to continue our traditions, to continue costumbres, right? Like customs that we bring from either, like you said, if we're first generation, whatever, uh, but we either we bring them with us or we've learned them from our parents and our grandmas, grandparents. I think it's very important to remind ourselves, um, do not lose it because, uh, you know, someone has to carry it on. Let me tell you something. And that's, that's why I want to try to keep like a just Mexicanas because um, we want to have here in Austin area, a little piece of Mexico, you know, the, where we can talk, we, we can uh, ask for Mexican stuff and everything. This is a side note, but um, we were speaking to another professor regarding Hispanic Heritage Month. Like, like you know, it's uh, El Mes de la Comunidad Hispana. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, I think we came across she told us about how the Hispanic Heritage Month should be more about celebrating the people that are doing the groundwork. And I believe you are a very, very special example of a person, a woman doing the groundwork within our community. Again, I am amazed at all the projects that you have going on. To find uh, spaces like these, you know, places like these, then we can communicate and we can do a community is amazing it's amazing and and i'm uh, you know it's is uh it's a family for us i really appreciate that and and when people uh, talk about the mexicanas and austin uh, it's an honor for me to uh, speak about that because i really love my communities and all the members of the community of course I love hearing from badass, bold, ambitious women. I mean, honestly, this is what we're all about. We're all about community over competition. I know I'm just, I'm not trying to steal it from between the covers, but I truly believe it. And in my heart, I just feel so, so lucky to have these women in our lives. So if you are looking for a new community to be a part of, we just gave you three different options. And guess what? There are thousands out there. So this is your chance to be bold this week, do some research and join a new community if that's what you've been craving. Hey, we're here. If you need an introduction, if you want to speak to Val, if you want to talk to Maddie, or if you want to, you know, reach out to Marcela and join one of these groups, like just DM us or text us. Thank you for listening this week. We are so excited to continue growing our own community. So thank you for being a part of it. We'll catch you next time.